Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. So Jillian. Oh, I forgot to tell you that Cindy has taken on a <laughs> interrogatory. Is I that like the it. word I'm looking for? Yes. Yeah. A, a role. Um, it's sort of like a, like a female... Uh, I said Larry King. You said, where were you, in the actor studio? Oh, James. Uh... I, I, you know, I, I think I dip a foot in all these lovely people you've uh, mm. you've mm. said. I think we had mm. Oprah in there. But, uh, you know, a little Savannah Guthrie, a little oh. um, Meredith Vieira. I love her. Mm-hmm. There we go. Good. Phew, I picked who she likes. <laughs> Savannah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah but whatever, kind of. Well, I, I haven't really like, hit you with the hard questions. Yet. I feel like Savannah's a little like, yeah, middle of the road. I love Hoda. I love yeah, Hoda. Everyone loves Hoda. Love her. Yeah, Hoda. There Hoda. you go. Hoda's mm-hmm. got great energy. Hoda. Boom, ski. Good there one, go. G. Yeah. All right. She's so, the kind of person you meet and you just want to hug hello. Oh, yeah. And hang just, out with. Like, yeah. don't go. Now. Yep. Yeah. So Cindy, Cindy is going to give you her best Hoda. So Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> are you a prankster? Of course. Right. I was given. What's... The, your favorite prank that you ever pulled off? Well, Giancarlo ruined it. <laughs> he literally ruined it. It was the best oh, one that, ever. Yeah. And it, I had him, he was supposed to poop in Janice's shoe. <laughs> and why don't you tell him what you did? I did. No, but you I pulled it out. It. I put it in her luggage. Don't you remember? What? He All was right. supposed to poop in her shoe. So it all started on the tour bus. We wonder why Janice just quit. I can't <laughs> I think we're starting it's to like elder get abuse. Make your stuff out. Yeah. So here's what happened. So Jillian found something that smelled putrid, like really bad gas. Oh my God. Was it that the hunting stuff? I don't know what it was. Oh, but I know. She, the fishing stuff? Yeah. No, this was actually an air freshener, wasn't Correct. it, that we so, put in her pillowcase? Right. So she's like, spray it on her pillowcase. So I went oh, ahead and just covered her pillow that she would rest her face on and head <laughs> in the top bunk, and it smelled horrible. So she went in there, <laughs> laid down. I guess she didn't realize what was what. And then to, for Jill to get to her room, she had to walk through the bunks where we would sleep. Oh. And she was like, what's that smell? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It smells really weird. And I was like, Janice, what's going on? Are you tooting? On and on and on. And she was getting frustrated because she couldn't kind of pick up on it because it was actually on her neck oh, and face God. and all that kind of stuff. So then that particular weekend, I forget, we were in a cold environment. And Jillian's like, do me a favor. Man up. Stop with your shit. And let's get this party going. I was like, yeah. what do you want me to do? She's like, poop in her shoe. Oh, I go, what? Yeah. She goes, do it. I'd buy a new shoe. I'm like, Jill, she's going to go crazy. She's going to quit the tour. She's like, do it. And I was like, I was vulnerable for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) So here I am in the men's room. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to get, how am I going to get the poop? 
So I came up with the only option I could was to shit on the floor and then get two Ziploc bags and pick it up and zip it, thinking that the Ziploc bags was going to stop the smell. So then I walk out with it, Jill's crying. You know when Jill cries from laughter (laughs) that she can't breathe, she turns bright red, she starts rubbing her forehead, that whole thing, like she's doing right now. (laughs) And I walk out with it in my hand. So I didn't have the heart to put it in the shoe, so I did the next best thing, which is actually probably worse. I put it inside her luggage and I zipped the oh luggage. Oh my god! I am never going on tour with you guys. Well, yeah, he chickened out. But I think worse than that one, he chickened out. Was, it was, in her was the time that you called her frantic <gasps> in Washington oh, D.C. So-, <laughs> so we pretended that I got kidnapped. <laughs> In Washington, D.C., Jill calls her screaming, and she goes, oh, my God, this minivan just pulled up, the door slid open, and these two guys came out, grabbed G, smacked him in the head, and threw him in a van, and they took off, and I need you to call 911. She's like, what do you want me to do? Where are you? Like, went on and on and on, and I could hear, like, the tremor in her voice, and I was like, Jill, we got to stop this one. She's like, don't stop it. And she's going, that was a bad one. Oh, Oh, my God. She was mad. She didn't talk to me for, like, three days. Yeah. She she didn't talk to me for like three weeks. Yeah. I had no idea to the extent. I'm like almost afraid to ask the next one. So yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna skip to um... – oh, this is appropriate. Okay. This is another one from my wife, Lori. Oh. So Jillian. Yeah. What is your most embarrassing moment and what is your proudest moment? I don't know. Do I have an embarrassing See, moment? See, that's – I can't even imagine where you go. Nothing really embarrasses me. Oh, I will say. And you know what? When you got pantsed? By – yeah, you got it, yeah. and you know what, Andy? F- you, Andy's. <laughs> she's like, she was so mad. Like literally, it, it ended our friendship because I told this story on the podcast, and oh her, her like eight year old stepson at Disneyland, pantsed me on Main Street. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's right. F- you, and anyone Andy, that knows Jillian knows that she doesn't wear chonies. Yeah, yeah. Whole bare ass. That is. That's awesome. right. I had the front part. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, that was the worst. See, it could have been your proudest moment, but no, what would your proudest God. moment have been? God. <laughs> that's a good one. I don't, I don't know. I have to think about the problem. There's nothing yeah, I'm really that's a, proud of. I'm kind of. G, G doesn't get embarrassed either. No, this, I can't imagine. This one would sh- his pants and yeah. be like, I hate myself. He just doesn't care. He had the worst diarrhea when we were in Norway and Greg had picked the lock. And we were live. He didn't care. His sister is what's because she was so freaked out. This theme, was, this poop theme. We have to. Well, I before we go <laughs> away float from away it, from it. Oh, we, Jake. Before we okay. go away from it, Jillian and I were were talking about this the other day. Gee, you got to clear something up for us. Mm. When you use the bathroom, you clean. Oh, yeah. You clean your butt, right? Jake is really kind of concerned about. I want to know how this goes down. Yeah, because Jake's worried he's going to walk into a men's room and there's going to be a guy washing his butt in the sink. I said, I think it's a one-er. Yeah, I mean, you normally want to do it in a one-er. I've seen it where it's not a one-er. Uh, let me tell you a true story. <laughs> Don't sit on the sink because at LaGuardia Airport yeah, at the Airlines, so American Airlines Lounge, the sink ripped out of the wall because I put my 230-pound ass on it. <laughs> That's where I was going to go with that. And I was like, dude. oh, shit. But and I bet that wasn't your most sink, embarrassing moment. The <laughs> sink broke out. And I was like, how am I going to even fix this? Because it was hanging off the wall. Oh so I shut the water off because the pipe was going to break. And then I walked out. I'm like, hey, I think something's wrong with the sink in that bathroom. And they're like, oh, we'll call maintenance. Thank you. So, Jeep, was that your, your proudest moment or your most embarrassing? 
Uh, what would be my most no, no? I think that I think that right proudest, there was, was the proudest moment. That was sure. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I own it. I don't care. He I know care. you really do. I don't. I, I don't, don't care. Think you can embarrass him. Yeah, it just as what is. We're human, right? All right. Um, we definitely got room for one more. You know, here this is this I is something that. Come on, Cindy. This well, was, was your gonna, idea. I was going to actually do one that like Take a risk. it's not people, our fault that you can't well, hang. This is funny because this was my second one on here. Um, oh. What's the riskiest thing you've ever done? Oh, and we were yeah. I would say I'd have to say Lucky Jack. We're in that sucker. Mm. I mean, we're deep in that. I'd have to say like we're in that mm. company. They get definitely. Uh, but a combination, right? It's it's interesting because we have a couple of businesses that we are vertical businesses yeah. that you grow and then hope to sell. You can't finance all of them. Yeah. And the, like, so we were trying to raise money for Fit Fusion so we could take it to the next level. And somebody, I guess, was like, well, why why, why don't they fund it themselves? And it's like, dude, we're we have funding. Yeah, four years. <laughs> we've been funding that. We've been funding Lucky Jack. We've been funding, you know, the Jillian Michaels app. Like, and at some point, like we're we're in a lot of different things, and it's a totally different ball game. It used to be mm-hmm. like we go, we work, we make money. Now we're, you know, the upside, the potential is much higher. But it's definitely like, oh my god, we're in the you know. He's spent years of his life, and we've both spent a hell of a lot of money. And it's like, if it goes under, it will be a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be a real bummer. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like those kind of Elon Musk, right? Like, right. Yeah. Sleep on your couch, kind of like if you know, if you put it all into this. Yeah, that that'd be for me the riskiest thing. Well, speaking of Elon Musk, would you go on a mission to Mars if it didn't take like you know all these years to get there? Would you? I, yeah, fly to Mars. Hell yeah! If it didn't take six years to get I there, I mean, whatever. you can actually. I, w- I, w- I just mentioned I was in Jordan. So on the road from the Dead Sea to Petra. Oh, that's where Matt Damon shot that movie? They shot The Martian. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. So I can tell you, yeah, I'll go to Mars. <laughs> I, I, w- I would totally think that Jill would go to Mars. Just the whole yeah. thing about space and aliens and totally. you'd be closer to meeting them if you went to Mars. I've been abducted. I told you. Oh, that's true. Uh, you've probably been to Mars. So, What's the um, riskiest thing you've ever Mars. done? Oh, this is so Jillian. This. No. <laughs> asking. This. <laughs> this, yeah. Cindy? Asking her questions. Um, yeah. I, I would probably say it would have to be improv at first. Although, no, improv, I think I, I was more nervous before improv than when I was doing, like, getting up with my guitar, singing my own songs. At that, I was just sort of in it. And it was my stuff and it's like, here's my gift, take it or leave it. Right. But improv with Second City out here in Santa Monica, whew, you just – you don't know what's coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You really? don't know what you're going to say. That's you don't cool. know where it's going to go. So it's it was risky but it was also the most exciting. Yeah. Really? Really exciting. Watch Jill's reaction. Do you know that I contracted Second City from Chicago on our cruise ship when we did the Ultimate Wellness Cruise? That improv troupe is incredible. I- Zero well, memory of that. A lot of them ended up. No memory. Th- they were the first group SNL. of did, SNL. Did a lot, yeah. yeah, didn't a lot of them come? The end Chicago. Up like, yeah. Scooty's and the back. Ones. Scooty was out getting food. Depending on where these segments go, they're going to be like, That's all right. that kid does is get food. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Scooty. All these people do is eat lunch. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. Well, speaking of lunch. Lunch. <laughs>
shopping is not fun. And I love how easy it is to get my bras from Third Love. You just find your fit online from the comfort of your own home without awkward fitting room experiences. It takes less than a minute to take their fit finder quiz. All you do is answer some questions and Third Love helps you identify your bra cup shape and find styles that fit your body. It's that simple. And one of the things I really love about my third love bra is that they don't have any labels. So there's no tag scratching. You don't have to cut it off or pull it off and the bra gets messed up. And third love straps won't slip off your shoulders. It's so annoying when that happens. Third love uses lightweight memory foam cups. So they're incredibly comfortable. It's not like you even notice you're wearing a bra and they guarantee a perfect fit. Returns and exchanges are easy, simple, and free. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Jillian now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Jillian for 15% off today. During the summer, the last thing I want to do is be in the kitchen cooking. I want to be outside playing with my kids, honestly, any place but the kitchen and Truth be told, I'm not a chef no matter what season of the year it is. And that's one of the reasons that I love Daily Harvest. It's a subscription service, and they make healthy eating easy, and it requires basically no effort. Daily Harvest delivers the perfectly proportioned cups of frozen organic fruits and vegetables directly to your door. They've got smoothies, harvest bowls, soups, functional lattes, overnight oats, and so much more. And the great thing is that because it goes in your freezer, it doesn't go bad like a lot of the other food delivery services. It all stays fresh until you're ready to eat it, and it takes one step to prepare it. All you got to do is add water or your favorite milk to the cup or blend, heat and soak, and it's ready in as little as 30 seconds. Not 30 minutes, 30 seconds. It's that easy. And it's the perfect thing to have on hand for those days when you just cannot be bothered and want to be super healthy. I mean, I am obsessed with the smoothies. They are delicious. And it also saves me the time looking for the ingredients at the store and wasting stuff and having it mold. So the smoothies are an easy way to guarantee a healthy breakfast or a snack. And you can take them on the go. So go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code Jillian to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code Jillian for free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com. That's daily-harvest.com. So daily-harvest.com, promo code Jillian to get three free cups in your first box. You know what? Last week, we kind of I touched a little bit on uh, fasting, right? I just smacked myself in the tooth with the microphone. Now we'll talk about broken teeth. Yeah, yeah. I've already knocked these two teeth out before. Um, so, you know, for years, I was like, no, there's no reason to ever do this. Why would you do this? And it's been missold, right? So it was like, oh, well, fasting, it became synonymous with not eating at all, a.k.a calorie deprivation. Mm. So first let's address what actually fasting is. Who knows? Scooty. <laughs> what is it? Like 16 hours of not eating. Well, you're suggesting what you think is the best way to do oh. it. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but you're, you're not wrong. It's not eating for a period of time, but it's not calorie deprivation. If you eat 2000 calories in a day, mm-hmm. but you eat all of them in eight hours and then you don't eat 
for do the math. What is that? 16 hours, right? Okay. Thank you. G. Uh, that's a 16 hour period of fast, but it's not calorie deprivation. Is it? No. Right. So first we have to decide what fasting is. So it's a period without eating, but we need to make sure that people understand it's not starvation. And that's where I think we've already got a huge conflict. And one of the top reasons I was always like, no, 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 and no. Because people would say, oh, fasting is the best thing ever for weight loss when it's the worst thing mm-hmm. ever for weight loss, right? Because you're not when it comes to, however, we'll get to that theory. Calorie de- – let me, let me clarify. My bad. Calorie deprivation is the worst thing for weight loss mm. because you – if you're morbidly obese, then yes. But if you're starving your body, then no. Then we get into like this calorie restriction. But if you're starving your system, your body's going to shut down and store fat because it's like, oh my God, I'm starving. We restrict calories and we move more Then yes, you're going to burn through the stored energy. However, you know, it, it doesn't speed up metabolism. Then you get into like refeeding syndrome when you don't eat and you start eating again and your body puts on all that weight and it's called yo-yo dieting. That's what yo-yo dieting is when you starve your system and then eat, uh, you know, and then you're eating a ton again and you go up, down, up, down, up, down, instead of just finding that balance of like, I'm going to restrict my calories this much when I'm trying to lose weight and I'm going to restrict them in a maintenance mode of I'll eat what I burn when I'm in a maintenance mode. Right. Okay. So fasting when it comes to weight loss is, is not a great strat. It really isn't the bottom line. The bottom line is managing calories. All right. Fasting when it comes to detox. No, no such thing. Detox. What does that mean? Get chemicals out of your body? What are we talking about? Mm. So if we're trying to detoxify, well, that's your liver's job. That's your kidney's job. Your lungs are pulling crap out of the air. Like you have organs to do this stuff. Starving them is not helping them do that job. (laughs) Right. So that's not what it's doing. So when you're getting into things like the 5-2 diet, which is this diet where you do 500 calories a day and then I think a couple days a week you do 2,400 calories. Is it two days a week? Um, let me see. Hang on. Uh, here it is. You may have wondered how we came up with a recommendation. 500 calories for women, 600 calories for men on a fast day, uh, and then 2,000 for women and 2,400 on a non-fast day. Um, but I cannot – I'm not sure how many days are – oh, it's five fast days and two non. Okay. Sorry. Oh, wow. Never mind. There you go. Um, so here's the thing. Do we really think people are going to eat 500 calories a day? <laughs> and do we really think that's a good idea? And then we get into like that's so not the HCG diet. That's a diff- 500 calories a day and a shot of hormones is the HCG mm. diet. There are 500 calories a day, no hormones. And two days a week you get to eat 2,400 calories or whatever. But that's severe calorie deprivation. That's, mm. that's not fasting. That's, that's the thing. Like they're calling it fasting. That's not fasting. Fasting is just not eating for a period of time. So the benefits of fasting, according to all the studies I've looked at, involve longevity. Why? Because essentially when we're not eating, right, it gives our cells a chance to focus on their other jobs, quite literally, because they're not so busy trying to process food, process food, process food. It's less oxidative stress and it allows your body to break down some of those senescent cells or they're called like zombie cells or misfolded cells, things that get out of whack. It gives them an opportunity, your body a chance to say, oh, let me break this stuff down. And if you're eating all the time, that's not going to be the case. 
So fasting is less oxidative stress and it gives your body the energy to focus on the other body processes like immune system and what have you. And it cleans up shop. Any of those cells that kind of sit around and gather and hang out and cause trouble, it gives your body the energy and the time and the necessity to break them all down. But then, all right, what do we do? What does it look like? So 500 calories a day, that's extreme calorie deprivation. Unless you're morbidly obese and under the supervision of a doctor, it's a bad idea. Overeating is a bad idea. So we get into calorie restriction. Number one, if you have weight to lose, then okay. You can eat less than you burn in a day until you get to your desired weight loss. I would say never. I always say don't go below 1,200 calories a day. Um, when, especially when you're exercising, if you're morbidly obese and you're on 800 with unlimited greens on doctor supervision, then okay. But 500 is insane. Even if you're 500 pounds, then we get to, all right. So we say, all right, I'm trying to lose weight. The lowest I go is around 1200. Great. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm in maintenance mode. We figure out what you're burning in a day and we eat as much as you're burning in a day. And that's, think about it. That's calorie restriction. You're restricting your calories to what you're burning. You're giving your body the fuel that it needs. And then we'll build in that fast period in a minute. But you're not overeating. And you're not forcing your metabolism to try to speed up because you're eating too much, which ages us. Okay. Then we get into calorie surplus. We know that's bad. We gain weight. We get all kinds of, you know, diseases related with obesity and we increase our oxidative stress, needing to break down the food. Our little mitochondria are exhausted. Okay. So that's the answer. Calorie restriction, moderate calorie intake, not starvation, not gluttony. Moving into fasting. You should fast every day. And in truth, I mean, the studies will show like the ones I've read have said like 16 hours. I can't go 16 hours. Scooty tries to go 16 hours. (laughs) But if you can do... Like I got 13 today. So like I had dinner with Lou last night at six. I'd say I was done eating at six 30 and then I didn't eat again until seven 30 this morning. 16 hours. Isn't that bad. Cause you can have coffee still as long as there's nothing no, in it. Right. Not, yeah. Yeah. Coffee it's and water in the morning gets me. To you like can really noon. get that 16. But are oh, you yeah. going banana shorts at noon? Like just no. gorging yourself. I'm also like normally super busy. I'll even work out in the morning. And then I don't know if that's good. I don't want you working out. I don't want you but that's okay. <laughs> and then I normally like will wait till noon. I can't, I can't get to 16. I could maybe get to 14 and that's where I think I'm going to I think I do 12. 12, just 12 na- to 16. But not on purpose. It's just But na- you also naturally. don't want to get like if you're like pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. When you finally eat, you go bananas. That's counterintuitive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in a perfect world – you, you would get that 12 to 16 hours without that, like, oh, my God, I'm starving and overeating later in the day. Um, and it gives your body a chance, right, to, to focus on all the other body processes. And it's already inherently there. It's called breaking the fast. Right, right. What happened? The knowledge already existed. Yeah. And turned into breakfast. It should be the biggest meal of the biggest. day. <laughs> I, I'm like, what happened? So That's not – no. I don't – it doesn't even it, – it's, it's – that's what it is. Yeah. You're breaking your fast. It's actually funny. I, that's my favorite meal of the day now, breakfast, because I'm taking the time to teach myself to cook breakfast and what I try you, to do it. What are you cooking? So I'll change it up. But uh, let's see. Yesterday morning, um, I made myself two scrambled eggs. Good. Uh, a little olive oil? A little bit of olive oil. Yeah. Good for the telomeres. 
I put um, – I had <laughs> I two pieces of turkey bacon that I just kind of put in the – Organic? Organic, yeah. Nitrate-free. Good. Um, good, good. I had – I made a sandwich. So Hello and some healthy carbs. So Dave's Killer Bread. Perfect. Scrambled eggs, turkey bacon. I put organic baby spinach on it. Good, good, good. And then I put some avocado. Love it. And some sriracha. Perfect. And I took that with my 10 vitamins I take. <laughs> I know, I know. And then I took my uh, – Scooty, speaking of, it's time for our mushroom mixture. Ooh, Ooh, we need our coffee. Yeah. yeah. And then I just uh, – my water, I take uh, uh, one of those containers and I put my aqua hydrate with collagen, yeah. apple cider vinegar yeah. and some lemon and ice and shake it up and I'm good to go. That's like my favorite thing. A little bit of apple cider though, not a lot? A little bit, yeah. Because it, it can it ups- in enamel yeah. and upset your tummy. But that gives me like – Energy? Plenty of, and I'll go do like one of those crazy, you know, pulling shit, smashing tires, flipping tire workouts, and I've got no energy problems. Because, an hour, an hour yeah. and a half before. It's interesting. As I've been – this is a different segment, but as I've been looking at exercise and longevity, if you exercise appropriately, it's actually growing more mitochondria. Really? Yeah. That's why I think walking is so good. I love walking. Well, walking is – Lotion for the joints. Right. However, it's the kind of workout you're talking about that that's the best for anti-aging. Yeah. HIIT training, resistance training. Like the kind like where you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I can't breathe. Walking <laughs> doesn't do shit for your cells. Yeah. Cellular, on a cellular level to walking, grow more mitochondria. You walking have to helps be the taxed. mind, Let's, uh, which to me yes, is a muscle, That's right? a different thing. Right. Let's that's- do a segment on that. Oh, all right. <laughs> If you're like me and the list of books you want to read is never ending and always expanding, you've got to check out Blinkist. I I, I just don't have the time to read them all. And our new sponsor, Blinkist, has made it so easy to make a dent in that long list of must-reads. And that's because Blinkist is the only app that takes thousands of best-selling nonfiction books and distills them down to their most impactful elements. So you can get all of that information... In 15 minutes, you can read it or you can listen to it all from your phone. Literally 15 minutes and you can listen anywhere. I listen in my car. I listen before bed. And the Blinkist library is massive. I mean, from classics like Think and Grow Rich to bestsellers like The Power of Habit. It's unlimited. My personal recommendation is to check out Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. Because I tried to read that book in its original form about 15 times. And the 15-minute version was much easier, I promise you. So right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Jillian to start your free trial or get three months off your yearly plan when you join today. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com. Blinkist.com slash Jillian to get your free trial or get three months off your yearly plan. Blinkist.com slash Jillian. There's so many paths to finding your family story, but whether you're tracing them generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with Ancestry DNA, it's easy to get started with Ancestry. Ancestry DNA can tell you your ethnic origins and give you historical details to bring your family stories to life. And it doesn't just tell you what countries you're from, it can also pinpoint the specific regions. I was pretty sure I knew where my grandparents were from, and now that I've confirmed it with an Ancestry DNA test, I want to see how many generations back I can go. It was super easy to do. I got my kit, sent in my saliva sample, and they sent me my results. 
gave it a try. Start exploring your family story today. Simply head to my URL at ancestry.com slash Jillian to get your ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's an ancestry DNA kit and a free trial at ancestry.com slash Jillian. One more time, guys. It's ancestry.com slash Jillian. Hey, Jill, we've got cat on the line. <laughs> I feel like Roz and Fraser. No, it's good, I guess. Yeah, now that I think of it. Hey, cat, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's going on? So I was emailing you because I have a daughter. She's seven months old. Aww, and congratulations. Ever since, oh, thanks. <laughs> ever since I was pregnant, I really have been focusing on changing my self-talk in order to model, you know, really, you know, positive attitude and good behavior for her, changing my tune with body image and diet and healthy lifestyle and I've been noticing and, you know, really focusing on my own self-talk that a lot of women around me are really hard on themselves. They're super negative and it seems like part of the culture and the media, but I was curious, you know, is it appropriate to talk to the women in my life about this? Is there a way to bring it up? How do you deal with this? Because you're raising like a really strong, beautiful daughter. Does it ever bother you that, you know, women tend to be hard on themselves? <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't think we're really talking about her. I mean, we're clear, we're clearly talking about you. Um, you know, she's little. This, this isn't a problem for her right now or anytime soon. Uh, and I think that, you know, while you're trying to make these changes, you're finding it's like a person that's trying to quit smoking, but other people are smoking around you. (laughs) Is that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, and I can see that you, you want to change and she's, she's, um, an inspiration for that. And you're like, okay, it's, you know, I got to do this for me and I, I really got to do it for her. And I, and I get that, right? Like I know people that make really great changes when they have kids because, you know, kids make you want to be a better version of yourself. Um, but I, I think that you can try, you can try to have that conversation, I don't know how far you'll get. I think one mm-hmm. thing that you can do is you can lead by example. You can also say, you know, I love you and, and I don't want to hear you talk about yourself that way. And that's something that I'm, I'm not going to do. So if you could not do that around me, I, I think you can do that, but it's, it's more about protecting you right now. Cause people can gauge in that for so many different reasons, girls. Sometimes it's like they're fishing for a compliment. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, they could misinterpret it. They may not want to hear it. Uh, and so I think that if you're, if you're like, Hey, look, you know, I think you're beautiful or I think you're great the way you are. And if you want to continue talking about yourself like this, you know, that's totally up to you, but I got to ask you, it's something I'm trying to change for me. And I, and, and I, and I don't want to engage in it with anybody else. And that way you're complimenting them and you're, you're making it about you and not them. And you're just establishing a boundary. Does that make any sense? Instead of like, they may interpret it as trying to be their guru. Who knows? But I, but I do think that it's about, it's about you. (sighs) That makes sense. And I, I mean, why do you think that you do it? Um, I grew up in like a pretty 
like extreme environment. So my parents, you know, my mom who was like model thin would always be like, I'm super fat. Like I'm much bigger built than she is. So it was like always felt like a way for her to just be like, actually you're fat, not me. And then my dad is like the extreme yo-yoer where like one day, you know, he'll be like 300 pounds and like six months later, he'll be like 180. (sighs) And he's probably done that like three times since in like the last 10 years and it was very, you know, he would go through and like throw out all the junk food in the house and be like, we're all going like sugar free for a month. And then, you know, it's like withdrawing. So I'll be miserable. And then like three days later, he'd bring home cookies and ice cream and candy and we'd binge for, you know, a week. And it was that all the time. So I just really don't want her to ever like my daughter to ever have that sort of extremity. So, so then what you need to one thing or the other, this isn't about the friends you're projecting it onto the friends because it's easier to, to place it onto the friends than the parents. Like you are theoretically like in your mind, you know, but you're not emotionally feeling you're not allowing yourself to be as angry as hurt as devastated it sounds like you're not like you're like we did this and it really sucked and i don't want to do that to my daughter but for you to kind of like my friends like they're not a part of this and it's very easy to set boundaries with them and just say hey i'm not doing this with you you know um are your parents still alive yes (laughs) okay are you concerned they'll do it around her? Um, so I'm actually in the process of like eliminating them from my life. So I don't honestly think that that's going to be an issue. Okay. <laughs> okay. I understand. Um, so in, in looking at this, is that a, is that a conscious decision that you're making because you feel like there's no way to have a healthy relationship? They can't be given boundaries And they do, they're continually destructive. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So there's just too much there that I can't. I understand. Continue to take care of them emotionally when they're not giving anything back. I, (laughs) listen, I, I understand. So, okay. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know the dynamic well, but if you're feeling extremely abused by it, then by all means, you know, I know that I've done that in my life and, and chosen to step away from things. And if there's, if it can't be managed and it can't be put in its box and it, you can't try to kind of extrapolate the good and push the bad as far out of the picture as you can manage, then by all means, you know, do what you need to do to take care of you. That's the most important thing. Um, and I think that I would just say one last thing. There was something Cindy had read me your email. Um, mm-hmm. And she read the part about being a you're wanting to raise a warrior. Um, do you mind? Can I have her read that real quick? Yeah, Cindy, will you read that? Yeah, because because I promise you. Look, I mean, hang on. We yeah, I'm gonna let Cindy read it. Okay, hang on one second because there was something that struck me about it. Go ahead, bye. I'm trying to raise a warrior, and warriors don't need to be bogged down by unhealthy self talk. So I've been working on it myself. So I can be a good role model for my kid. And that's exactly the key, right? Mm-hmm. Don't try to raise a warrior. You want to be a warrior. 
You're projecting that onto her. And I've done that. I've done, I made that mistake with my own kid. And I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. it goes the wrong way. And oh, no. no, it just, she's not going to have the issues you have. Cause you're not going to do that. I hope not. So they don't, they don't see the world the way you see the world. And you know, we presume we're like, we're never going to let them be hurt the way we were hurt. So, you know, like Heidi and my son, she, you know, she wasn't allowed or she grew up in an environment where she couldn't her. Hmm. Let me see here. Uh, it, it was, tough for her to feel how she needed to feel when she needed to feel it right or to want the things that she wanted when she wanted them and she automatically projected that onto phoenix and was like you know she wouldn't squash any of his emotions she you know what i mean it was like i he every emotion of his need to be it needs to be indulged every need needs to be indulged and the therapists were like heidi this isn't you this is not in him this is you who feels this way he wasn't raised. He's not raised like this. If anything, it's, you know what I mean? You're going and same thing with Lou. Like, you know, somebody would like hit her at school or call her a name. I was like, knock that her out. And and (laughs) that's not who she is. She's like, mom. And I was like, don't take any shit. And that's, that's me, dude. That's me fighting with my dad. I'm not going to take, you know what I like? I won't be bullied by you. That's not who Lou is. And I, and because I don't want her to be hurt the way I was hurt, I try to make her, you know, what I feel I needed to become. And so I don't want you to think I get it. The whole raise, I've been there, done it. I tried to do it with everything from assistance to kids. It doesn't work across the board. And I tell you this only because, you know, this isn't about your friends. This isn't about the baby. This is about you. And the best way to do that is by being the warrior. If your daughter chooses to be a warrior, you've led by example. But remember, the more you push her to be a warrior, the less she'll think she actually is. Because it's like, oh, you don't think I'm strong enough. You don't think I'm good enough. You don't think I'm this or that. Or you think I'm weak. You think I'm not capable. I promise you, it goes backwards. I've, I've made the mistake. And, and so I just, when I read that, Cindy read it to me, I was like, oh, man. And, you know, I've been there. And so I, and I know what it's like to like, think I'm not going down this path. I'm not going to do that to them the way it was done to me. But in, in overcompensating, you can create issues without even realizing it. Okay. And so that's where I would say you need to heal this wound in you, not in the raising of her. Cause that's what Heidi has done with Phoenix. And that's what I tried to do with Lou. And both of us, of course, got to a place where we were like, oh, shit, this isn't good, you know, but it, right. it's, and you don't see it. It's like, you, you don't know, you're, you're like trying to keep them from being hurt the way you were hurt. But what you're really trying to do is heal that by doing it differently. You got to heal it within you. You got to become the warrior. You set your own boundaries. You don't talk about yourself that way. You live your life the way you think you're going to raise her, right? This warrior, you you make yourself that person and let her be whatever she's going to be. Okay. And I, and and she'll and in doing so, you'll you'll be raising this very independent and um oh god, what's the word? I can't find the word I'm looking for, but She'll she'll stand on her own two feet, mm-hmm. uh, just by you doing that and leading 
by example, on your own, without trying to make her anything. She'll become that. Thank you. Yeah, I get it, sweetheart. Does, please hear me. Zero judgment. I do. Okay? <laughs> Zero judgment I have for you. I say it only because I've, I've made, I've done this. And it's cost me thousands of dollars in therapy to try to stop doing it. <laughs> so just, just, you know, anyway, so I, and I cannot thank you enough for sending that question and, and sharing this with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much but for taking my question. Sounds like you're on the right path though, sweetie. Keep going. It's Keep. Definitely. It's definitely tough, but she's worth, she's worth being. You, right. you are, you are, <laughs> you're worth it. I am. You got to do it for you first, sweetie. Got to do it for you first. Okay. Yes. All right. Hopefully we'll get an update. I want an update. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I hope. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh, dude, I've done that. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it, it's like, oh, it, it's tough because you, you're doing it out of like, what are your best intentions? Yeah. You know, that's where it's like impossible to be a perfect parent. You can't, we can't win. Telling you. When you told Kat that it was her, she, she needs to be the warrior. And, and it's true. It's, I think at a certain point, maybe parents think, oh, I'm going to make it different for my kid. Yeah. I'm going to do it differently. And it's, you just, just do it. Just, just be it, do it. And project it. You project it onto them. I mean, I can't, I did it with Lou and Heidi did it with Phoenix. And, you know, and we're both like, oh, God, uh, you know, yeah. try not to do it. But you recognized it. So that's huge. Yes, because you got to do your work. Yep. But man, I mean, like raise your kid, you know, as best you can by all means. You know, if they're a little effed up and adjusting, <laughs> that's great. But don't, <laughs> don't overdo it. 